Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Howard Simon and Jeremy White. I think there are people out there who would love to smell Josh Allen's cleats. <laughs> Howard Simon. I'll smell Josh Allen's cleats any day of the week. Jeremy White. You do want to make sure that they don't smell. So I think you have to smell them. Let me see. Nah, it's, it's not the greatest odor like a, in the world. It smells like a, a shoe. You know, a shoe. On WGR. Couldn't you just bring them home and leave them out on the back deck overnight to Wait, air them out? Okay. How would you know if they were aired out? Uh, I'd, probably, I'd probably force my little brother to do Somebody it. would have to smell I'd them. I'd take his head and jam it into the cleats and go, here, <laughs> smell that. Sports Radio 550. Brand new pair of Air Monarchs, sitting in the box, mint condition, ready to go in the spring. It's we, almost uh, Air Monarch season for Tom Brady. Yeah. Time to sail off into that Air Monarch sunset, Tom. You think? We're done? You think he's shot? It's over? Joe, I told Howard before you would walked in. Wow. I am mad at myself for not betting a line from last night that I felt is obviously going to hit. Tom Brady's over on passes. The over-under was 41-and-a-half. And that and sounds, it, didn't it? Yeah, it sounds like a big number. He threw 66 passes. Oh, I did not know that number. 66? 66 passes. <laughs> that's, that's absurd. That is just absolutely 45. Is, for a 25-year-old quarterback, that's absurd. And he already set the NFL record for, for pass attempts in the season. Yep. Before that. I, th- I thought, and you know, one of these things where this is where old takes exposed makes you a little more tame. I thought to tweet out, in the first quarter, Tom Brady's going to finish with 300 yards on 60 attempts and lose with less than 20 points and talk about his next team. <laughs> you know, like the whole – I woke up this morning and listened to Overnight, and I was listening to the game as I went to bed, so woke up a couple times during the night, and they're talking about Brady's next stop. And I think, mm-hmm. what team should want it? Who should commit to that? A team that's – A team that won't make him throw over 700 passes in a season. The Jets? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, well, okay. Before we have a specific team, what should Brady be? He'll be a free agent. So he what, should if be you're, looking. You're Brady, and you want to play. He did say. I did read a quote from his post game last night. Two things. One, he made it sound like he was saying goodbye to Tampa. But two, he said something about how I'll know when it's time. It's not time right now. I mean, it again. Maybe that's typical at the end of the season. You got to unplug and then think. He is retire already, and unretire. He already fake retired <laughs> that's once. True. So, okay, but if you're Brady, where are you where are you going? Okay? 
you, first off, you got to go to a team that won't make you throw 60 times a game. You've got to go to a team that's got a good running game. Tampa just stopped running the ball at some point this season, right? They were very bad at it. They, they have to have a team that can run the ball to help out the 45-year-old quarterback. You'd prefer a really good offensive line because he's not going to be running around to save himself. Which is something you can only hope to have, and then a couple injuries, all of a sudden right. you don't you never, have one. You never know. Cincinnati's going through that right now. Tampa went through this. To start the season, a bunch of their guys got hurt. Well, they just got Ryan Jensen back last night. He had been hurt, what, in training camp? Yep. Uh, so you've you got to have a good offensive line. you got a good running game. You're going to a team that you think is con- is contending for a Super Bowl next season. And maybe they're, they needed to up. You know, maybe this is your Jets analogy then. Um, very good defense. Okay, offensive line, not great. I think a good running game with Tremendous weapons. Yeah. So maybe that's it's got to be a team that's got really good weapons, is a contender, and has a you know is not going to ask him to throw a ton. Tennessee, because they're still going to want to run Derrick Henry a gazillion times. I mean, he would he play for Mike Frable? All the reports are he wants to be with his family, and that leaves only two options: Miami and New York. Right. If if that is the the qualifier, yep. Miami it's the and Dolphins New York. or the Jets. He's got two kids in Miami and one in New York. Ah, okay. And if he played for. The Dolphins or Jets, that's an additional two weeks in the, or whatever, one week in the opposing place. Miami, his first choice is probably Miami. Play for the Michigan guy, play for the crazy owner. They got caught tampering. Tell me they should move to Tom Brady instead of Tua. Who they, want, who, they should not. Who wants to make that case? What Why does Brady think he's going to get that? paid? Yeah, what does he well, want to get paid? I, mean, I you know. He might not. He was like twenty fifth in the money. I mean, yeah, I don't think the money would be a roadblock. I don't know if I should be afraid of Brady with Tampa or sorry with Miami because it would be the perfect offense for him. He doesn't have to do anything Uh except get the ball out. That's right, and they they'll have a good running game for him, and they have a good offensive minded uh, head coach calling the plays. So from his standpoint, I think that's an appealing spot. But their defense is not good right now. Would it be the same team as Tampa? The Maybe only, not quite the, the same. Only like, thing is that giving, not giving Tua enough credit? Well, the only thing that's different is that Tampa's coach is very, very bad. Well, they're apparently thi- about to fire their offensive coordinator. Okay. Their offensive coordinator is bad. Their head coach is bad. Their punting decisions are bad. I mean, Todd Bowles, mm-mm. Yeah. That's terrible. Todd Bowles the first time was a uh-uh as a head coach. They punted on a fourth and three at midfield, down already, I think, 21 points or something. Yeah. Um... Boy, if I were Brady, where would I want to go? I would just pick the team with the the opening that has the best offensive line I can get. I mean, the weapons. Dolphins might line even is not that secondary. great. Jets line is not that great. Jets line might be better if they get healthy. Like did Mackay Becton miss the season? He, he can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's right. But Jeremy Vera made Tucker. a great. You know what? Jeremy made the point about the offensive line. Like for ye- for how many years? The last few years, right? The Colts were considered the best, if not one of the best offensive lines, and this year they were trash. So I mean, it, it's really. If I were Brady, I would I would probably look at the, I'd look at the Jets, even though they finished behind Miami record wise. I would probably look at the Jets and go, okay, I like their head coach. They got a good running game. They're, the the O line's not great. The defense is dominant. Why not? Should you want him over Derek Carr? 
I would not take him over Derek Carr. I'm not a huge fan of Derek Carr, but I would just not take a 45 year old quarterback. I mean, it's a 45 year old quarterback. Who's going to play me? He's here for one year. One year, and he's probably not going to practice all week. No, he's going to want special treatment like he got in Tampa. Is he going to want to take OTAs off? Because it's, it's a new team. I need him at OTAs. Right. Is he going to skip two weeks of training camp? So I wouldn't bring him in as a one year guy if I were the Jets. I would be drafting a quarterback, and I would take Carr over Brady. Because at least he's younger, and I might be able to get a few years out of Carr. I wouldn't take. I would not take Brady on a one-year deal if I were the Jets. He must know that someone will pick him up. He must know he's got a job waiting. Because maybe the li- Josh McDaniels told him, "Don't worry about it, buddy. You're coming here for a year." And that maybe he does that. But again, if his choice is Miami or New York, and he goes to Vegas, doesn't that indicate that Miami and New York said no thanks? Yeah. I mean, he's already been. He was turned down by the Raiders before when John Gruden. Mm-hmm. Nicks the deal, or was it the owner who nicks the deal? It was anyway, Gruden. it was Gruden. Gruden. So he was turned down by the Raiders before and went on to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, they look bad for that one. This time. Now, Miami mm. wanted him, right? So that's. Yes. I mean, the last time we went through this, right? Stephen Ross wanted Tom Brady. He, he fake retired to try to get the Bucks to release him so he could sign with Miami. Right, like, if Brian Flores doesn't file a lawsuit, he's the Dolphins quarterback. Yeah, probably. Right now. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I know. I always take everything I hear with a grain of salt. Now, yesterday, the GM of the Dolphins basically came out and said, Tua's our guy, he's the starting quarterback next season. I, I never fully believe anything I hear from people in sports. Having said that, I you know, Brady versus Tua in training camp, or I, I just I don't see that happening in Miami. I could see the Jets looking at it going, okay, it's a one-year guy, we're going to draft a quarterback, we have Brady, we're really competitive. He could probably get us in the playoffs. We'll draft the guy and have him sit for a year behind Brady. I could see the Jets actually doing that. I wouldn't do it for a 45-year-old one-year quarterback. I wouldn't. I San Francisco? What are they doing? Is it Garoppolo? Is it Purdy? Is it Lance next season? What are they doing at quarterback? Could they use Brady for one year and have Lance sit behind him? Trade Jimmy Garoppolo? And then what do you do about Brock Purdy? Yeah. I mean, don't you see them like move the pocket a lot and do like rollouts and whatnot? All right, like, just, so he's not that quarterback. I mean, I'm sure they would make they they would just you know change good, things. Good running but. game, good good offensive minded coach, dominant defense, home for him. I mean, it's far from his kids, about as far as you can get from his kids. But Northern California, grew up a 49ers fan. I've always had that in my head. But I don't know what San Francisco's doing with the other three quarterbacks. Right. Doing it from Brady's end, like you can actually make the case for several teams. I'm still trying to figure out, like, is there a team where it makes obvious sense? For them. For the the team itself. Is is it going too far to say you'd be inviting a distraction? Your season becomes about Tom Brady. You're not a team anymore. You're just the Brady's. As he hangs on longer and longer, you are the Brady team. That's what the Bucs were. I mean, they won a Super Bowl. When they got him out of New England, he was still good and proved that. Mm-hmm. And now he throws 66 times for 300 yards. I mean, is it really all that the offensive line isn't good when you drop back and throw 66 passes and get to 320? Your QBR is a is a 26 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that all offensive line? He got sacked twice on 68 dropbacks. That's not crazy. Dak Prescott got sacked once on 33. That's the same sack rate. Is everything the offensive line? It happened last night, too, listening on the broadcast, where Brady, he, by the way, if you watched last night, did you count how many bounce passes he had? He bounced. Yeah, there, there were a bunch. He threw a bunch of balls into the ground. Yeah, I've seen, I mean, I've not seen and, a full Bucks game, but when I've had him red zone or pop it, 
I've seen him bounce a few. But the red zone interception was ridiculous. It was really bad. bad. He threw it and then turned away. Oh, yeah. that was he was afraid to get hit. It, it was, yeah. yeah it, and between the bounce passes, I, I was watching the Manning cast. Manning didn't do this the way that everybody else does. Manning once gave him the benefit of the doubt on, he's like, mm, he might have wanted that receiver to throttle down and kind of sit in a spot, and that's why the pass was short. So he gave him a little bit of, of the benefit of the doubt on that. Every other time he throws it into the ground. He bounced a lot this year. You know year. what they say yeah. on every broadcast? You know, he's just still working on the communication, guys. It's really just a, <laughs> it's really just a chemistry issue. He's been playing with Mike he's Evans for three guys. years. Yeah, he's had the same guys. And Godwin for three years. He's just, it's just they're just trying to get on the same page. Okay, maybe it'll happen, what, in three more years? Do you think he comes back to play next season? I think I, I don't, he wants to. Yeah, I don't think he leaves at this point. I think he had to be not happy with how the season went. I know they, you know, they won the division, but obviously they were a bad football team, and they got their butts kicked last night. I think he absolutely would want to come back and play another season. He needs, he needs MLS. He needs to be the aging star that goes to a lesser league and lights it up, because his days of lighting it up in this league aren't they done? XFL's coming back, isn't it? Okay, he could <laughs> be a they, part owner somewhere. I mean, he led the league in passing last year. I think his days are done, but I have done this before a couple years ago, and he wasn't done. I just, I know, I know. But, what, but what's different this time, The whole disc- he, when I watched them play this year, when I looked at Brady, he looked shot. Now, how much of that is him? How much of it is coaching? How much of it is offensive line, his lack of faith in them protecting him? I don't know, but he looked shot. There was not a single game I saw this year after, say, the first month of the season where I looked at it and go, wow, he still got it. That's how I felt about him as last year in New England. Same thing. Look at this. He's bouncing balls. He's missing guys. He's off target. He looks unsure of himself. Like He looked like the Brady. He never looked like that. And I thought, as last year in New England, oh, my God, he's shot. Turns out he wasn't. It was, right? It was crappy yep. weapons and a whole bunch of stuff. He just couldn't raise everybody the way he used to in New England. So he goes to ten. Here's the thing that worries me about the whole he shot. Maybe it's legit this time. Why? He had Evans. He had Godwin. You know, he had weapons as opposed to the last year in New England. He looked shot, and you can't blame his lack of receiving talent around him. Yeah, his, his numbers this year are kind of similar to his New England year. That year, oh, yeah, look at his it. quarterback right. rating's an 88. This year it's a 90. And those two are the two lowest he's had since, like, 2013 where he had a bad year. Two lowest touchdown totals since, yep. yeah, 13, they, right. They jump out. 24 yep. in New England, 25 this year with an extra game. Yep. Yeah, to me, it's... In it's, his first two years in Tampa, he threw 83 touchdown passes. <laughs> 40 and 43 this year, 25. So this is, again, this is where we were in 2019 when I thought he was shot and he wasn't. If I had to give you a, an opinion, Jeremy, and a guess, I would say this time it's legit because you can't blame the weapons around him unless Byron Leftwich is as good a, a play caller as, like, Nathaniel Hackett, and he just ruined the Tampa Bay offense after Arians retired. I feel like people really liked Leftwich. You hear his name for a mm-hmm. lot of jobs. Yeah, yeah. The, the Jaguars tried to make him the head coach, but he didn't want to work with the GM. Yeah. Like, he was getting coaching, head coaching interest. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, and again, there was a report overnight or this morning that they're expected to fire him, so maybe... He, I've seen stories suggesting Brady would be back in Tampa. I don't think he's going back to Tampa. I mean, there's been, was it Albert Breer who floated the idea that he could just go back to New England? Yep. Seen that? I think he would, I think he would want to play another year. I think he's shot. So it doesn't, I still don't have an answer for you, Jeremy, on what, what is the ideal place for him? What is the team that, maybe well, Tennessee, because they're going to run Derrick Henry 8 I, million times. I just think it's important to talk about volume 
He's just a volume passer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 25 touchdowns on a league record attempts. Yeah, 733 attempts. Here's your number on that. If Josh Allen had as many attempts as Tom Brady did this year. What, he had 50 touchdowns? He'd have 45 passing touchdowns. Yeah. Want to do yards? <laughs> like, yards per yards per attempt for Brady is 6.4. Uh, 6. 4. For Allen, it is... Mm, Seven point six. By the way, that's the lowest yards per attempt since his rookie year in two thousand two. So Allen would have fifty six hundred yards. Fifty six hundred yards <laughs> and, fo- and forty five touchdowns if he threw the ball as much as Brady. I think he'd be in the MVP vote. Brady has twenty five touchdowns. Yeah, that's why I think if I had to if I had to guess here, I would say this is more about Brady and less about Leftwich and play calling because again, he had has had good weapons in the passing game and he just he's just not accurate. Is it, what is his sales pitch? I guess to, to a team. His, I'm Tom Brady. I'm it, the guy that puts you over the top. It's I'm Brady, the and it's hey, I'm 45. I just threw more passes than anybody ever, and I was healthy at the end of the season. And like, I, I made Super it through Bowls that year and, and 35 yeah. playoff wins. And if you're if you feel you're a short term answer away at quarterback, yeah, maybe the Jets. Right? You feel like you've got a you have one spot, and I can make you better right away. I'm your guy. And, and also, I. Like this would be just an excuse, I guess, for the numbers being what they are, efficiency-wise. Everyone knew we were throwing the ball on every play. Everyone knew it. Like there, there is no respect given to our run game because we have the worst. They, did they set a record? They were midway through the year, the lowest yards per attempt in NFL history when it came to running the football. So that's his sales pitch. His sales pitch is everyone knew we were throwing it. Historically bad rush run run game, and. You give me any semblance of a run game, and I don't have to throw the ball 50 times a game, then I'm going to be a lot better than I was last year. To me, that's his sales pitch. And who buys that? Pete, I think the Pete only Carroll? the only team that makes sense is the Jets if they don't get Derek Carr. Like, if Derek Carr gets traded somewhere else, where are the Jets Man, turning? The like, they ha- might not be a much better idea for them. Joe, the Bucks averaged 3.4 yards per carry as a team this yeah, season. I'll have to check if that still was a record. That's it was hilariously bad. I mean, right? It's 4.0 as the baseline. 3.4. Woof. And Right, you know, 4.0 is, is average usually. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, I'm gonna th- let me throw another name at you, although I don't think this is a good idea for Brady. Baltimore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good boy. No, yeah. no, you want to get booed off the field in your first game? That is such It That's sounds a, like they're moving on from Lamar. Is, it's a good defense. They run the ball. I mean, I would never go there because the, offense the, re- the receivers a, are trash. The offense is a screen door on a submarine. Right. I was going to say. You might want to change a lot I of things. The whole to thing. throw it out there, but, I mean, in terms of weapons and their passing game, that would not be an now, attractive place for him. Lamar is a much more interesting conversation on which teams should want that, which teams should go for that. That's a Miami and a Jets discussion, I think, in yep. here. I would take Lamar Jackson over to Derek it's, Carr. It's Miami. It's New England. It's it's yeah. Everybody. Jets, why not? I mean, I think that's almost anybody that has like a middle of the road quarterback. I yeah. would think he'd Min- love to Minnesota. go to Miami. Minnesota should be in on that. On like Lamar, I can make that case for twenty teams. There's a good case. I, I've read a case made for Chicago. Trade hmm. Fields, get value, get Lamar, and have your running quarterback. But except with a, I mean, Fields has not been a good passer yet, and Lamar has. Yeah. No, that upgrades them. I would, if I, I would if if I'm the Dolphins or the Jets, if they're going to tag and trade Lamar Jackson, I would be calling the the uh, Baltimore Ravens ASAP. Look, I think my, there's so many fascinating storylines with quarterbacks. Where these guys are going, what are teams doing? What's Miami going to do? Are they just going to go? We're good with Tua. 
The doctors say he'll be fine. He's not more prone, more more prone than anybody else to have a concussion again. And we're going to have him going forward. They'll figure out their fifth-year option in the offseason and just go with Tua and whoever is a backup. I mean, Lamar Jackson's a South Florida native, right? I would think he'd want to go back down there. I think Lamar Jackson with that offense would be fantastic. If I mean, they Dolphins. probably sent Tua back in a trade like that, right? Okay. Yeah. Don't they try to sell that? And even if the Ravens aren't interested, which – wouldn't they be? Like, they've got to do something you know to what? quarterback. There's only one year left on Tua's contract if you decline the option anyway. So if you just take him for one year, then you, you could be, whatever, free of him if you're just taking him off their hands. If you do that, he might be the most valuable player in the trade because he's so cheap. Yeah, right. He, he can is. play. He's under the fourth year of his contract, and, you know, he could be a free agent technically. One guess. other big storyline from last night, the Dallas kicker. Yeah. This was wow. – I lost – I had the over. <laughs> over 45 and a half. It hit 45 with four missed extra oh, points. Oh, yeah. wow. Jeez, Joe, just the worst beat. beat. Wow. Four. It was amazing to watch happen in real time because he'd line up and you think, he's not going to miss another one. I saw There's the no first way he misses. two. I yeah. didn't realize he missed two I didn't think they were going to keep that. kicking it. Right. I thought they were going to go for two. Oh, man. That's Joe. what McCarthy's thinking, right? Like, he can't miss another one. Oh, yes. I feel so bad for you, Joe. That's that was so bad. Way. That is an awful way to lose a bet. And Peyton Manning's reaction to it on the Manning cast was great. Just like had to get up and walk away because it was so bad. Was that the last Manning cast? Probably. Wild Card yeah, Weekend? I'm pretty sure. Man, let me tell it. you. It does not. It, the, the, the analysis. They had Deion Sanders on as their guest. I saw Deion. He was great. Yeah. He I was, wanted to see Campbell because I thought that. I don't know how. I may not. Mean, he was pretty good. Bruce yeah. whatever. But Campbell, I thought, was entertaining. Just the level of analysis you get. I mean, you have. <laughs> they go three and out. Might be three punts in the first five minutes of the game. And here's Eli and Peyton and Dion, and the general conversation is, what's going on with these quarterbacks? What are yeah. they doing out there? Yeah. Which is, of course, what everybody is thinking. What in the world? What What's going on in this game? You know, other on the other channel, it's everybody's just trying to you know establish a rhythm out there. Well, you're feeling out each other yeah. early. It's a playoff <laughs> right. game. You're just trying to get a feel for the other team in these first few minutes, and then everybody will settle down. Maybe some playoff jitters. Yeah. I thought Dion was funny, telling stories was about great. his career and playing bump coverage yep. and how, like, what was it? His, was it his rookie year? Like, his first game, he gets beat by Art Monk, and he goes to the coach and said, I'm playing bump the rest of my life, yes. basically. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to get beat, I'm going to get beat my he's way. Like, he's like, what about ga- game plans? I'm just covering the guy that's – got. I'm covering a guy man-to-man, and I'm playing bump. You do whatever you want to do with your game plan. I've got bump the rest of the – it was so funny. It was so good. And they, yeah. they showed video of Manning, Peyton throwing oh, a touchdown, yeah, beating Dion in coverage. <laughs> Dion, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably not surprising the number of times we hear a player remember a play from year, you know, 20 years ago, third quarter, Indianapolis. Dion watches the play. He's like, yeah, I was doing this and this and this. When we went over to the bench, the coach yelled at the safety, and I said, no, that was me. That's all me. He remembered it was play action, and he looked into the backfield. Yep. And how many years ago was this? Yeah. You know, he knew that before they showed the clip. And then they showed the clip, and there he is looking in the backfield and frozen in his tracks for a split second. Guy runs right by him. So, yeah, I thought he was entertaining. That was good. I I forgot. I tuned in the main broadcast, and then I, you or whatever, somebody on Twitter is like, oh, Manning cast, I totally forgot. Let me go over and watch those guys because, you know, Buck and Aikman or whatever. I, I love Joe Buck on baseball, just not a big fan of him on football, and I could go without Troy Aikman. You didn't make it to Teddy Bruschi, though, at the I, end? I didn't. The I don't think I would have wanted to see Teddy mm. Bruschi. Was it worth it? I, I did, I did not watch Bruschi yeah, either. There was no well, need for me to watch Teddy Bruschi. Now, Saturday, Sunday of the divisional round, boy, Sunday, I think Sunday stacks up as the far superior day. 
right? Oh, it's yeah. Bills, yeah. Bengals, and then Cowboys, 49ers. Cowboys, Niners, is that is a good matchup. That the is ni- classic. The Niners too. did get yeah. two extra days of yeah. rest. But, you know, whatever. That That is a very, very good matchup. The Eagles and Giants, last time they played, the Eagles, you know, the walked all over. The didn't matter no. the last time, but the first time they blew the living doors off yeah. them. The only question with that game is, is, is Hurts okay? Because he has okay. not looked good since he came back from his injury. And I want to bring up one little idea that somebody sent to me in an email. You know, we've talked so often about playoff Josh and playoff Gabe Davis, and should we really have talked about playoff Brian Dable? Hmm. Because Allen had all those great games with Brian Dable. It's not to say he still can't, but Dable went to New York, and what happened? That a great uh, Jones Daniel had Jones a fantastic had a, game. Yes, he did. He had an Allen game. Throw for three hundred, run for seventy. Make some big plays with your legs. He had a he, he had a he looked like Josh Allen when I was paying attention to that game the yep. other day. Well, good matchups, divisional round. Stress gets a lot higher. What? What stress? I'm stressed. Are you? I'm stressed. You know what's funny? I can stress with the best of people. I feel fine today. I'm wondering what day the stress will hit me this week. Well, is the stress the stress is related to what you expect out of the game? And I think for the first time in a while. You might have, instead of Bills fans, maybe put up a poll about this, who are 80-20, yeah, they're going to win. I think this might be the closest, the furthest down since, oh man, I, I don't know when. I couldn't tell you the last game like I was 50-50 truly worried about. Coin toss. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about this one. Yeah, well, you should be. And it's not because the way they played on Sunday, on Sunday against the Dolphins. I would have been worried about the matchup the same way that I was on the Monday night. I like, was stressed that game. Yeah, like, I, I was stressed that week. I think I, I know I picked... I think I picked the Bills to win that week. Whatever, doesn't matter. I was really nervous about that matchup. I'll have to pull up the schedule. When was the last the last Bills game where you went into the game and thought, I don't know about this one, kids, right? Nobody in the division. Uh, Kansas City. Sure. I mean, the Chiefs game. Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland. I'm trying to go spin through the schedule in my head. The last time you went into a game and you were like, I don't know, this – could be a tough one today. I've got that, and of course, it could end the season. Well, yeah. Thanks for adding. <laughs> okay, yeah. The winner go home thing is, um, yeah, it's weird. I must not be in full fledged Cincinnati mode yet. I'm, I'm in that tweener world today. Will the Bengals take cheap shots like they did in the last game? I hope not. You know, and I, I was trying to watch for that a little bit in the game against Baltimore to see if there was any stuff going on because there are at least two in the game in what eight minutes seven minutes of football whatever Hayden it was Hurst and the Trey Bills. Hendrickson yeah. both yep yeah and um that's something to keep an eye on and I wasn't sure if the I wonder if the, if the Bengals had like a reputation as quietly a cheap shot team I think they have had that reputation right Vontez Perfect played for them for oh, forever he was he was a dirty player yep yeah yeah no I don't thank you for adding to my stress load now I got to worry <laughs> about cheap shots on on, uh, on Sunday afternoon. The good news for the Bills and bad news for Cincinnati is their line is in shambles. Yeah, which could obviously be a big help. I mean, they gave up, what, I saw a stat, they gave up four sacks to the Ravens the other day. It's the first time in this winning streak they gave up more than two sacks in a game. So, and that was before. Wood, that was before their offensive line was shredded. Yeah. Well, was, you know, that happened along the way in that game. Yeah. You know, Burrow is going to have to get the ball out super fast because it they're, looks like they're going to be down at least two offensive linemen. I mean, I'm not sure. Jonah Williams has a dislocated kneecap. Is he playing in week five to days? Week. week to week. Yeah, that's what I'm I mean, and Kappa has an ankle injury. Also week to and week. And he was tooling around the locker room on one of those scooters yesterday. So, I mean, you, you could be talking about three backup offensive linemen. 
Any chance Von Miller could be healthy for this game? <laughs> yeah. 803-0550 join us this morning. Got some thoughts on Brady and his future. We can uh, do that. Got to want to get into the Bills and the Bengals. We can do that. Sabres uh, ugh, had one of those games yesterday. It was kind of lacked, well, a lot of things. It was really kind of a boring hockey game. Uh, so we have the Sabres to get to as well. 803-0550 to join us. All right, on the show today. Uh, Paul Hamilton will be with us at 7.30 this morning. Don Granato with his regular Tuesday morning 8 o'clock segment. The Sabres actually are in Chicago this morning. And we'll play the Blackhawks tonight. Steve Tasker of One Bills Live fame will be joining us at 9 o'clock this morning to talk all things Bills football. That is the lineup on WGR. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Shoot, the Cowboys are doing a good job versus tough. Both quarterbacks, what's going on right now, guys? <laughs> Come on, you guys are going oh, no. What's going on? Have any of these guys completed a pass? <laughs> no. It's a it's a defensive uh, the defensive game. I mean, we brought you on here to talk offense. You know, it's all defense so far. So. Yeah, defensive game, man. What did both coordinators do? Saving it? Are they saving it? Come on, coordinators. By the way, let's go. Deion Sanders on the Manning cast. He had a really great comment that after he said it, I thought that is so right, and I never thought of it that way before about Jerry Jones. He called him the best owner in sports, I think. Was this the question about the pressure? Why is there yes. more pressure? Dion, you played for multiple teams. Why is there more pressure in Dallas than anywhere else? Yes. And he said, there's not there more pressure. Yeah. But then he went on to say, the difference is, Jerry Jones convinces you every single year yeah. that the Cowboys are good enough to win the Super Bowl, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And you believe him. That was good, yes. <laughs> and I thought, that's right. that is so true, that every year it's... The conversation around Dallas is a little bit loftier than it probably should be. Yeah, which is part of the reason why people can't stand the Dallas Cowboys. That and America's team 
Although the Bills are now America's team based on their ratings yes. in the last two games. That's right. 8 to join us. I'm you trying to think I'm of the NFL player in, you don't like? I'm just going to be ineffective the rest of the show until I figure it out and answer. So I, I need a break to literally spin through the teams in my head. My, my leader in the clubhouse is Christian Wilkins. Um, I think I, I just feel like I can do better than that. I just got to figure one out. Mike in Spring, we'll get connected with our fans. Sorry, Mike in Springville, you're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. I got two things. One, I when I got home last night, it was right before halftime. I started watching the game, and I watched the rest of it to the end. Tom Brady's body language was just like horrible. It's like he almost didn't want to beat him. I noticed maybe it was me, but he just he didn't seem like himself. And I'm not a Tom Brady fan, um, but it just seemed off that. Everything from what I watched from the final two minutes on, it just didn't look right. And then uh, the other thing is I'm quite nervous about this game coming up for Buffalo because I need Josh Allen to play like Josh Allen and not to make bad mistakes and all that because we're going to need every bit of thing we can get to advance to pass next week. Yeah. So that's all, and you guys have a good day. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, too. On Allen, a couple things I saw. I read, I read a bunch about Allen and watched some film breakdown of him yesterday, and I, I thought it was pretty good. Different opinions on what happened against Miami, what he's doing that's good, what he's doing that maybe isn't good. Steven Ruiz, who we've had on the show before, he writes for The Ringer, the, uh, the Ringer NFL podcast. His way to say what Allen is doing is, Howard, if I told you that the downfield throw to Gabe Davis is steak, right? Mm-hmm. It's the good stuff. Like yeah. Allen sees that steak. And he can't turn it down. Right. You would think, okay, that means he wants the steak. He's not going to take the hamburger in the middle of the field. And Stephen Ruiz said, there's steak in the middle of the field. There's steak short. Mm-hmm. He's he's passing up great opportunities short. High efficiency opportunities. It's all steak to him, and he only likes the deep one. And that's what happened against Miami was his mindset got to, I'm just going to throw it over the top. Now, Chris Trapasso. Regardless, by the way, of score, regardless, time. Right. And maybe I'll, I'll text Chris and get him on maybe tomorrow or Thursday. Chris Trapasso wrote that he thinks that's some, some version of that is happening and it, we should support it. Because of all the things that you can do, why wouldn't you, as a quarterback, decide, I'm going to do the thing I do best. And one of the things he does best is, he throws it over the top of any defense. And some of the throws are just, they're not even, they shouldn't even be allowed. 60 yards in the air. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady couldn't do that last night on a Hail Mary if he, wa- yeah, he, <clears> if he wanted to. Yeah, he had one the other day. Was it like 57 or 50? And I had one of those Josh Allen And he throws. doesn't even have to step into them. Yeah. So what Allen, what he is doing to some degree is if you're watching these tapes and the Bills aren't hitting all of them, but they're hitting some of them, Cincinnati's safeties have to be a lot more aware and think like, no, really, there is no there is no top we can put on this defense when he throws it because he can throw it over everybody. And it is a little bit of boom and bust, but you're Josh Allen. You should do it. Two things on this. I read Chris's piece. Uh, first, there was a stat I saw from Nate Tice from The Athletic. He tweeted this on the Miami game. Josh Allen finished with the most throws he's ever had of 20-plus air yards in a single game in his entire career and the second-most pass attempts that took three-plus seconds to throw. On passes, by the way, that traveled 20-plus air yards, there were 12. He went 5 of 12 for 159, a touchdown and interception. But it was the most passes of 20-plus air yards ever 
in a game for Josh Allen. And I thought Chris, the, the point Chris made, and I would agree with, he, I think he pointed out, wasn't too long ago, we were all going like, where's the deep passing game? Like, it, it seemed like it had disappeared. And if you, again, if you look at the Bills' stats in their game, weekly game release where they put big pass plays, those were few and hard to come by the last month or so of the season. I'm in that group. I'm, I love deep balls. I love aggressiveness. I love taking advantage of his cannon. But I think you have to be smart. I think you have to be judicious when you do that. Ken Dorsey on a Zoom call yesterday, and he said this repeatedly this season, philosophically always talks and uses the term smart, not conservative. Yeah. Fine. That's good. I mean, yes, attack defenses. I get that. I thought Josh overdid it the other day. That's all. It's it's funny. Monday dovetailed on Twitter in some areas to he had a poor game. No, you're nuts. He had a good game. What? You, it was like an argument. He didn't have a poor game, but I thought his decision-making at times, when to throw deep, when to be that aggressive. I know we all point to the one drive. I do think about it where they went back-to-back to, back to Davis. Dorsey explained it, by the way. He said one of the throws – um, the Bengals were playing at the sticks. So let's go over the top. And I forget what his explanation was on the second throw. Um, I thought he just overdid it at times. And I think you've, you do have to be smarter. I don't think he was smart, not conservative. He was definitely not conservative or Dorsey, whoever was. But he, he wasn't smart in a lot of his decisions. There were, okay, six-ounce stakes instead of porterhouse available. No, no and, not even that. No? Stephen Ruiz said it's the same stake. Okay, then – Eat the other steak. I mean, there, there were plays that were there that still would have gotten you positive yardage. And, and it's a five-yard throw, not a 30-yard throw, but it's a five-yard throw that maybe gets you a first down and keeps in that stretch of six drives where you were just invisible offensively. Maybe some of those drives continue by hitting some of those softer throws, the checkdowns, yeah. whatever. Zero targets for Cook and Singletary? And there have been times where we thought too many targets for Cook and yes. Singletary. There was a game recently where it was it felt like it was all running backs, tight ends, and no throws to wide receivers. Yep. But I just think that's him not using the entire field. That's that stat, and I think the way he played was he didn't use everything that was out there. I think he locked on to receivers and he locked on to vertical throws. Well, you pointed out, you said the stat, the the deep balls, the more throws down the field, and that this kind of plays into what Miami wanted. We we kind of toyed at this yesterday and so far all the you know the post-mortem of the game whatever the obituary of the game itself adds up so when you want to throw it deep like that what do you have to do stay in the pocket longer what happens if you stay in the pocket longer sacks, sacks. and hits yeah seven quarterback hits seven sacks 13, 13 hits, hits and a fumble mm-hmm. if you're gonna if if you're gonna drop back and be in the pocket for a long time 20 times you're gonna take hits yeah and you know what the Bengals have a good defensive line They've got a couple good edge guys. I'm not sure how much time, you know, who the, the plan might be different. You know, who knows it'll be the same Yeah, very thing. much so. But, I mean, just I would be mindful of the fact that if you're going to hang back there for the extra second or so to make the longer throw, that's a really good defensive front, and they've got two really good edge rushers. And I would be really worried about Allen sitting back there waiting for, you know, vertical throws to emerge all the time. It doesn't mean you don't look for it and you don't try it. I just thought they overdid it. There was too much of reliance. And the numbers that came out yesterday, the 20-plus yard air yard stat, would bear it out. It's the most he's ever thrown. 803-0550 joins. We've got a break in. We've got your calls coming up. We've got phone lines open if you want to join us, too, uh, here on WGR. Darlene can't get to it. Tuck gloves it down to himself. Takes a shot. Scores! A seeing-eye 
Tuck finds a way through and finds Buffalo on the board. That was the lone goal of the game for the Sabres yesterday in the loss to the Florida Panthers, career-high 21st of the season. Uh, for Alex Tuck and the call, of course, from Dan Dunleavy. We'll make that uh, a moment of the game. The moments of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. 803-0550 to go forth and join us on the show this morning. We get connected with our fans, and we're off to Alex in Rochester. You're on WGR. Go ahead, Alex. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, normally don't call twice in one week, but uh, a little hyped up, you know, this week <laughs> getting ready for this big game. Um, a, cu- a couple things. I'm actually, I've actually flipped my script after wa- I was at the game on Sunday. So I came home and watched the game, um, the broadcast yesterday. And I kind of changed my opinion on some of the, the decisions that Josh made. I, I can't remember if the first uh, long ball that, that, he, that he was intercepted on was to Brown. I think yeah. it was to, was it to Brown. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, so I actually listened to Romo's analysis of that and watched it again. I don't, it wasn't a great throw, but I don't disagree because I think he was supposed to go towards like the pylon, and he, he, he kind of stopped running a little bit. So it actually wasn't a terrible decision. It could have gone the other way. So that one I didn't blame on Josh. And then the one to Beasley, I really didn't think was completely his fault either. So I kind of changed my opinion on that. Now the one that he the, – the, the fumble, sack fumble for the touchdown, I guess, that's, I guess that's on him, but he was right there as soon as he turned. So I actually changed my analysis of how poorly Josh played in that game. And now I'm thinking, you know, going into this game, I think you do have to air it out. And I agree with you, Howard. It's got to be dialed back a little bit. And I think the way that you balance that is by having him run. He needs – if we're going to throw deep balls like that, he's got to, every once in a while, keep them honest and and, and run. Um, Just because I think think it will actually open up more of those opportunities to actually hit on those big plays. One other comment I have, I was listening to Steve Young yesterday talking about Burrow. And you know, going ahead for the for the for the game coming up, and he was saying that Joe Burrow's kind of like above having to run, and he gets very frustrated when he gets a lot of pressure, and he's forced to maybe you know run or go, roll out of the pocket because he wants to be that classic quarterback that stays in the pockets and throw. And I, I kind of agreed with him, so I think that'll be the difference in the game: is Burrow willing to step up and run, um, or, or even move out of the pocket and make plays on the move? Or is he going to just stay in the pocket and maybe take a couple sacks and make some bad decisions based on our pressure? But yeah, we're going to miss Von Miller um, this weekend for that very reason. So we'll see what we'll see what Burrow does because I agree with Young's analysis that sometimes Burrow seems like he's like oh, he's like above having to be that that dual threat quarterback. He just wants to be a classic you know throwing quarterback. So I'll take the uh, take the comments off yeah. there. Thanks, guys. Uh, the game against Baltimore, he he yeah Burrow doesn't run it a lot, but he is actually really good at getting away from pressure and eluding it. He's not quite Josh, and he's not Mahomes, but he, you know, I was watching that game on Sunday night, rooting for the Ravens, and one of their touchdown drives maybe, or field goal drives for the Bengals, maybe the one to take the lead before Baltimore got it back in the second half, they had him just absolutely dead rights. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was Roquan Smith, or maybe it was Patrick Queen. Had him in the backfield. He made a move. And that was when they started talking about how he, he's slippery. He gets loose sometimes. So Burrow, you know, I don't know that he thinks he's above it. I think what happens is he's that good a passer, and he's almost always got somebody open because he has four very, very good weapons to throw to on the field at all times, and that's not including the running back, Joe Mixon, who, I mean, I think might be maybe not their, like, I don't want to say weakest link, but 
He's not that good compared mm-hmm. to the rest of them. Right. The, the, the Bengals have better receivers than they have a running back. I'm not worried about Joe Mixon in this game. So no, this is where you got you both would say, hey, you want to run the ball, Zach Taylor? God go bless. For it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with what's going on in the secondary with the with the Bills and you know yeah. all the injuries and issues with Allen. Uh, to your point on Allen's picks, based on what Sean McDermott said yesterday, the first one was on Allen. Yes, he said Allen could have made a better decision. The second one was on Beasley again, based on what the head coach said. Something about how Beasley needed to maybe come back and extend his arms a little bit more. And I, it's funny, like this caller, my father-in-law sent me a text too that I, I like this because I don't want—I don't think anybody really wants them to, you know, put put a, a leash or a governor no, on no, no, on no, no. the quarterback. No, it's a little bit of a situational conversation. So, my father-in-law, t- I'll read you his text and what it got me thinking about. So he was—you said five of twelve, five of twelve on passes of twenty yards or more. Yeah, yards per pass—that's a good number you would take. You know, if you hit five completions. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that's over. Right. Right. Um, Yards per attempt is great. Exactly. Yeah. So are you really losing if you're picking up that many yards over the course of 12 attempts? You got 240 yards on those. yards per attempt. And my father-in-law, Greg, he said basically, think of it like three-pointers in basketball. Yeah, it might be a little bit less likely to hit, but it costs or it it gets you more. It's why teams revolutionize going to the three-point shot more than anything. And I, I think that's actually a fair point. The, the thing I would not even really push back on, I think this is what we're all kind of saying, the two consecutive deep shots to Gabe Davis were half quarters with 20 on the shot clock. Mm-hmm. Like, not the time for right. it. Right, that know? is the one series that really stood out. That's right. the, and, that is the one time, and I said, I, I tweeted after the game, I think, too many deep throws. It wasn't as bad as I thought when that's I right. went back and looked at my and game notes, but that's the one series to me because of the score, the time, where you were in the quarter, where you were on the field. To and me, that was a little bit more about let's get some first right. downs. And you got Draymond Green right under the basket. You take the easy two. You know? right. um, was I, it Singletary? Somebody was open yeah. over the middle. I, I, I like this comparison so much because with, with Steph Curry, who of course is the greatest three-point shooter of all time, there have been times his coach will tell him, like, that's a bad shot. Don't do that. But most of the time... You know, Curry rips these bombs, and uh, Steve Kerr throws his arms up like, what am I supposed to do? He's amazing. Right. And with Allen, we all probably have to give him a little bit of that. Like, okay, you missed that one. You missed that one, too. And then look at this one. Bang. 70 yards downfield. Arms in the air. What am I supposed to do? This guy's great. Amidst this, in this discussion, a million times I would rather have us having this discussion oh, yeah. than worried about Josh getting into his head. Look, when when Dorsey took over, I mean, he could even go back a couple of years ago when it was, hey, Josh, sometimes it's okay to do a check down. Okay, I get that. But then Dorsey takes over, and I hear yards after catch, and the first thing I thought of is, okay, forget vertical game. He's going to throw a bunch of short stuff to guys that are trying to get open and run after the catch. And I, that never I happens. was a little worried about that. Because I like the vertical game. I'm very much a fan of the vertical game. Why yep. not take advantage of a guy who's got a cannon? He, he's, I think he's the best quarterback rating in the league on deep throws. Like, Great. He's the best. And I don't want to reel that in. Nope. I, I just – two you, or three – just two or three well, throws the other day. I'm like, okay, not here, not now. Well, in some cases, and I think this is the case in the Miami game, they wanted him to throw that. But doesn't mean you have to, right. though. If they're baiting you into it, right. it might be time to, okay, step back and do it on – do a check down. Yep. Maybe. Again. Or just not, let not it rip. What you have? Tw- what was it? 12 throws, 20 plus yards? Okay. Three of those back? And I mean, it's not like we're sitting here going, 
Take right. all 12 back. If you turn three of those into check down to the running back, the game might have been a 10-point game. Yeah. Might have been easier. Maybe that's two or three first downs that kept drives going that ended up in a punt or the, a turnover. Whatever. They won. They did. <laughs> and that's important. Right. 803-0550 to join us on WGR. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.